today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dab Podcast, episode 10. What does positively, what does positivity, dad and a family man, also the man who loves drop to Zara's, the boss and dad. That's my guest next on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dab Podcast. podcast. Hey, I'm Joel Foley. Nice to meet you. If this is your first time, welcome. I want to say thank you for being here. I know as a dad and a parent, and our time is limited, so you choose to spend time listening to me, that, that means a lot. We're all busy in this crazy world, and especially being parents and dads, or just being a regular person can be pretty busy. So I understand. This is the podcast about having a conversation with being a dad and a parent, trying to get through this crazy world one step at a time. On today's podcast, I get a chance to talk to Daryl Silva, a.k.a. the Boston Dad. We talk about faith, family, and a little about his health and how it's important to him. I don't want you to miss anything out because this interview is really good. So let's jump right into the interview. Today on the podcast, my special guest and friend, Daryl Silva. He's a film director, dad, and also, I can say, the Boston Dad. Welcome, Daryl, to yeah. the podcast. Thank you. Oh, pleasure being here. What um, what is one thing I know we just finished up New Year's. What what is one thing a tradition you and your family do for New Year's? Uh for New Year's, you know, in the past we were, I mean, for years, just every year, uh, going to uh, Uno's Pizzeria Uno, that is, and um, eating there, celebrating there. They always have a great thing for the kids, and then we'd come home and watch. Uh, get clacks uh rock and eve and just relaxed and we just love watching the ball drop but since we're here in orlando uh now we're um starting a new tradition so this um past new year we went to epcot uh here at disney and it was amazing and you know it was mobbed it took us about three hours to uh get out of the parking lot but that's traditional for any uh (laughs) stadium concert or going to watch a pats game and it was interesting because we had to wait or stand in line for three hours just to hold our amazing spot to actually watch the fireworks. But you know what? It was great. And so I think as long as we're going to be here in Orlando around New Year's, we're going to do that from uh, from now on. We're going to go to Epcot. They have different countries there that you can visit, uh, China, Japan, England, and you can just tour the different countries. And each country has its own party. So it's a lot of fun. I think we're going to do that every year now. That'll be our new tradition. It's always fun. Uh, change up a little bit. It's not a problem. You know, try new things and new traditions. It's fun. It's fun to do. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. There's one thing I remember about you, and when, like I said, we, when I used to see you at the gym and stuff like that, I remember you being a very positive person. A very. That's one thing. When I think of you, I think of a very positive person. Oh, I appreciate that. And... And I, I remember you were talking about how it's directed films. I remember overhearing some things about you. And I know you're a director. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your, the films you directed and, and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Well, you know, um, it's kind of funny you ask because this week I'm actually wrapping up a rewrite to uh, my newest screenplay, 
which actually some of it will be uh, filmed or based in New England once again. I mean, that's just what happens when you grow up there. It seems like everything just film-wise makes its way back eventually. But um, um, let's see, my first film was called, feature film, was called Second Wind, and um, that was awesome. I mean, well, great experience. And uh, we filmed all of that there in the Merrimack Valley, and we had our premiere there at the uh, the Loop for that. That was about I think ten years ago now. And right after that, we um, went into production with the mob movie Boys, which was also filmed all in the Merrimack Valley and uh, premiered. I mean, oh goodness, everywhere around New England. And then went on to win um, seven, I think, festival awards. And one of them was Best Film. The other one was Best Director at the Beverly Hills Film Festival. So we were very proud of that movie, and um, it was a lot of fun. But I said, the next film, feature film I do, it's going to be on a much bigger budget. It's going to include or attach one or two uh, name actors in it, and that's what I'm working on right now. So, you know, we'll see how it turns out. There's going to be a lot happening within the next month with respects to that, because I'm working hard on that every day. That's, that's That sounds very cool. That sounds very interesting. And look like you have a lot of work ahead of you, but it sounds like it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The one thing I noticed, too, and I'm um, looking at some of your videos, and I, I see how important, I think, from my point of view, I think a family is important. And I noticed your, your family seems to be in a lot of your videos and stuff, commercials, and I know your wife works with you. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I definitely attribute a lot of that to um, to my faith. Um, I was definitely a little different, you know, before, um, just to be very blunt, um, before becoming a, um, a Christian, I was very, very different uh, before because, um, you know, I was always a positive person, and I would say for the most part a nice guy, but, you know, a lot of things you don't know, sometimes you get kind of wrapped up in yourself and, you don't know, they, you know, things become a lot of times about you. And then, you know, I just, I had a real change of heart, you don't know, later on in my life and realized how important or truly important, you know, family is. And, you know, from that point, you know, you also recognize the, um, the importance of family, having your family around you, that there's going to be nobody um, that's going to be as close to you um, and it's going to have your back as much as your family is going to. So a lot of times people, you know, unfortunately, they spend time, you know, making friends with everyone else outside of their home and their family, and they're so nice to everybody, but then they come home and all their stresses and everything just get laid on to the family and they treat them completely different. Well, I wanted to kind of, you know, have it be where, you know, you're just as awesome as home as you are anywhere else. And, you know, I realized that my family is also, you know, very talented. We're all very different. We all lend something different to the table. And I said, you know, why am I going to go and try to do, you know, work with everyone else other than might as well just have fun and work together with the family. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a great experience and we're working on, in addition to the movie, a TV pilot right now that we're editing. And, um, you know, that's also a ton of fun where, you know, putting all that together and, you know, we get to spend a lot of time together. It's great. I mean, 
not to say that you don't have your tough times or times when you get under each other's skin, but it's just great. We're just inseparable. Um, when you were growing up, did it, was family important? How was your family life when you were growing up? Did you have a typical family mom and dad, or did, was it a, were they separated? Uh, that's interesting. It's funny you ask because that's a lot of what the film that um the script I'm working on is about. But you know my my home life growing up was uh, very interesting. We always my family and I still to this day have an extremely uh, very very tight bond. We're truly there for each other, um, and it's always going to be amazing. However, life growing up, at least in my immediate family. Um, even though there were great times, there was a lot of uh, dysfunction. You know, there were a lot of tough times, and a lot of those tough times were attributed to um, things like alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, things like that. You know, and it's unfortunate when things like that end up kind of, you know, making their way into any family, or sin makes its way into any family, or any form of selfishness. It's got to the going to do some damage and there's no question that it did uh do some damage but you know the thing about it is is that looking back you find that there's blessings in everything and i wouldn't be the kind of writer i am the kind of person possibly i am the kind of director i am if i didn't have some of those experiences under my belt i was also very blessed to have great grandparents so they were the refuge they were the house that you would run to or go to um, and their house was like, uh, leave it to Beaver, like Father Knows Best, like a 1950s sitcom. So it was very spiritual. So we were blessed to have that. You know, we would go from, you know, like the movie uh, Boogie Nights, then, <laughs> you know, go to my gran- go to my grandmother's or grandfather's house, and it would be like, uh, you know, like I said, like leave it to Beaver. So, you know, that that was it. It was a, quite a mix, how does quite it, a mix. How does it... Um, when it comes to being a dad and a father, how does how does that? Because you, you, when you're growing up, you had um, the situations that you were dealt with with the, your parents and then your grandparents. How does it make you a better dad? How is the how's that for you for being a father to yourself? Uh, well, you know what you learned um, you learned from your own parents. You don't know what you wanted to sort of be a carbon copy of and what you didn't want to be a carbon copy of. Um, I would say for as much as my dad knew how to be a dad, he did his best. Uh, one thing that's great, he always stuck around. Um, he was always, you know, there. Uh, he was dealt some tough cards. You know, his dad left him when he was, I think, eight years old. And he had a great bond with his dad, and he loved his dad a lot. But, I mean, that leaves a scar, you know, on a kid. So when you're, you have a child or a son yourself, and that child or son gets past eight years old, you're going you're gonna to try to figure out the best way you can on how you raise someone from that point on when you really weren't taught how to. Um, so for me, for example, I know this ever since I had kids, I've always been the kind of person who never wanted to miss any important event. Um, there's times when I travel back and forth between Orlando and New England, but no matter how many of the um, things came about, I would never miss uh, an important event. Um, And I like to be a part of uh, my kids' lives, their activities, things they love to do as much as possible. So, you know, I I truly jumped all in 100%, became very involved. Whereas with, um, 
you know, my parents, you know, like I said, they did the best they could. Um, and still to this day, my mom does, but you know, they, you can only, you know, they can only do as much as you know. Um, another thing interesting, I think fine. And, and I think, um, I, <laughs> I kind of laugh when I see these YouTube videos, how did the Boston dad come about? I just, I'm very curious. How funny. Um, actually it, it started with, um, it didn't start with initially wanting to, or, or thinking of an idea of saying the Boston dad or Boston dad, but it started, um, just with an idea that, um, where we live, it's, um, there's a little place called the Bach Park. And, um, you know, I just said, wouldn't it be funny to have an episode or a skit? We were doing skits at the time. We were doing a lot of different skit type stuff and uh, little comedy routines. And I said, it'd be funny to have a routine where, you know, now that we've moved from New England and, um, you know, we're in Florida, people would ask me all the time, you know, and I'd say, oh, I'm going to go get you a business card. And then the guy would say, what? What do you mean? A what? And they didn't know, you know, obviously card. It was like card. And I have to go, oh, card. Um, I'd go to Starbucks or uh, whatever, and I'd say, can I get a hottie blueberry oatmeal? And they'd be like, what does that mean? They're like, you calling her a hottie? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just ridiculous stuff like that. And that's how it really started, uh, the idea. And then and I said, wouldn't it be funny to incorporate the kids where I get upset, you know, because my son forgets his accent. Um, or doesn't use it anymore. And, you know, we shared it um, at the link on Facebook through YouTube, and people loved it. They went crazy over it, and I was like, wow. And people actually started to say, I think you have something here. And then we did another one, then another one. But it was funny. I remember that first video taking, uh, like, so long to upload because of the terrible Internet. Um and I remember I was going to call it something completely different. And then, like, in the middle of waiting, what seemed like forever um, for that thing to upload, something just clicked to me and just said, I'm going to I'm gonna actually give it a title, like something that will stick and maybe we'll be able to use again. And there, there it was, Boston Dad. I don't know what did it, but it just happened. And then we just, we've been doing it ever since. I noticed some of the stuff that's, you know, you have some skits and then dropping the R's and not saying the R's and stuff like that. But I also, I do see some messages you put out there, especially during hard times and, and just giving them mm-hmm. words of encouragement. And and um, I was wondering, do you get a positive feedback, especially through social media? Because social media is so big now. And, and how do you incorporate that? I just I, How do you feel about social media? I'm just curious. I, well, I feel amazing about it because, you know, it's um, it's definitely it's definitely been the biggest contributor um, to the Boston dad. I mean, the Boston dad wouldn't exist without social media and um, even any inspirational or positive messages that I share um, or just when I'm just sharing my heart or whatever, wouldn't exist without social media. Most of the commercial business that I've obtained um, in the last couple of years, few years is thanks to, for the most part, other than word of mouth is thanks to social media. So, I mean, I feel amazing about it. I, I have nothing, nothing bad to say. The, the only negativities obviously of social media is when somebody will, um, share anything, you know, that's like what happened with Chicago, just yeah. what a couple of days ago when, you know, the four teens were, you know, um, harming another teen and, doing going Facebook live with it, which, 
you have to only have half a brain cell to do something <laughs> like that. But, you know, obviously you can use it for bad. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, most of the friends or family or whatever I have on here are using it for something positive or something good. I mean, you know, I like to... I like to be particular about what I share. I'm not somebody who shares like seven, eight, nine, ten times a day or, you know, whatever. I'm like, you know, either once a day or once every other day, once every few days. It, it's got to it's gotta have some meaning behind it. Either it's health-related, but it's something that's really strong. I'm not just going to throw anything out there. It's got to be spiritual-related. It's one of our videos or, you know, so I, I, I almost have a... Uh, a tactic on how I use it. You know, I just don't use it to do it. Another thing I noticed too, and, and, and I'm actually really impressed that you lost a lot of weight. You lost, you were, I remember when I, when I saw you and you lost a lot of weight, how much weight did you lose? Um, a little over a hundred, 102, I think. Oh, wow. How do you feel? I feel great. <laughs> how, can you talk how you did it? Cause I could lose a hundred pounds myself. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, you know what? Um, I'm actually, um, cleansing today and tomorrow. So um, drinking some organic coffee mixed with one of the um, uh, the, uh, the health chocolates they give you, but you know I had a friend of mine who um, was was quite overweight as well, a little older than myself, and he lost I think like sixty or seventy pounds, and I was very impressed with what he did, how he did it. He had introduced me to this program, um, probably oh goodness, quite a while before I started it. And then finally, I just said, you know what, I'm, I, I'm tired of being 312 pounds and feeling the way I do, eating the way I do. I could just feel that my body was just incredibly toxic. And I said, I can't do it no more. And I gave it a try. After four days, I could just tell the difference. And then, you know, day by day, week by week, month by month, you know, the, the pounds kept shedding off. And it's a combination of nutrition and cleansing and it's a real easy program to follow it's just been amazing as you know um it's 80 percent nutrition 20 percent exercise because i used to when i run into you at the gym i'd be working out five days a week but i mean i didn't gain much weight but i didn't really lose any either i was just pretty much staying stagnant staying the same it's when you change your nutrition and what you bring into your body is when you're going to see the changes and that's that's what I did. So this program's just been a, a huge blessing for me. So I just plan on continuing, and I've been blessed to have other friends and family join me on the journey, and they they're doing great too. So I'm excited. That's awesome, man. I mean, I'm really I'm really happy for you. And I noticed I keep seeing the the pictures on um, social media and stuff. I'm like, that is awesome. You lost all that weight, and you've been an inspiration to me because I need to lose a few pounds myself. Um, oh, thank you, brother. And um. I know of, we already talked about faith, and also too. You want to talk talk about? I know you have a whole um, company. What do you do? What does what does your company do? Um, well, the sil- you talking about the silver screen or the silver screen? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the silver screen. What we do is um, well, like I said, I'm getting prepared now to um, get it a, another film underway. I'm praying it'll be this year, and because the script is done. And um, as far as anything in addition to film, we um, produce commercials for companies, both local companies, national companies. So a company can always come to us for a commercial. 
we pretty much handle everything with the commercial, the, the script for the commercial. We help with the concept, the idea, hiring the actors. Then we do the editing and, you know, then we market it for the client on Facebook as well. You know, and we, we've grown quite a bit. We have quite a fan base right now, which is really awesome. We're excited about that. So, you know, we can really help a company to get a lot of exposure. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a lot of lot of stuff combined in one company. That's it. Sounds amazing. It sounds really. Yeah. Nice. It sounds really cool. Um, another thing too, I was just wondering is um, yeah, but it, it's it, it's your company. It sounds really interesting. And I, I guess I saw some of the um, the commercials around here that you filmed, and I was very impressed. And I'm like, ah, I want to go eat that place. Or and uh, and I saw and I noticed some of the actors I've seen around in around town and stuff like that. I'm from Haverhill, but. I've seen some of these people. I ran into them in, in their local area, and it's always really cool. Oh, cool. Thank you, man. Well, um, how is it being a transplant down there from up here? Is, is, I know it's not that much there. It's Florida, New England. But how is it different for you down there than from up here? Any difference or anything? Um, yeah, people don't understand my accent very well. <laughs> That's one. And, uh, yeah, but it, which, which is funny, and the idea for Boston Dad wouldn't have came about if it wasn't for uh, being here, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you. So that was a huge factor in everything. And, um, you know, it, it's nice. It, it's kind of cool. You, you know, in a way you get um, you, what you get here, you get Disney, you get Universal, you, um, especially during the wintertime, you get the weather where, you're not being held back by anything, and uh, it, that's pretty cool. It's it's pretty awesome. Everyone here is kind of laid back. Um, you get the driving here is is horrible because you get people from absolutely everywhere. So you'll have someone drive into the left lane, then all of a sudden, you know, they're in the third lane, or it's just it's crazy. Um, and in New England, um, it's it's different, man. It's it's really really different. That's where the roots are. So. Um, you know, when you go back home, you just, you don't know, you always just, I don't know, you seem very inspired, you know, because for me, like, for example, I always know when I get back that way, you know, I always have a lot of uh, Boston Dad type material, you know, that I'll either film and put together there and release or, you know, I'll just get new ideas. Well, I said we're going to wrap it. I guess we're going to wrap it up. Um, any final thoughts, anything you want to add, like any dads, any advice for dads? Yes, I would say definitely, um, you know, if you're married, I would say definitely soak your all and give your all into the marriage and into your spouse. Um, you know, keep your eyes, you know, focused on that one person that you chose to be with, you know, the rest of your life, because, you know, there's a lot of uh, guys that, you know, forget that they were once, you know, single and they were once courted you know, that person and, you know, desired and wanted to be with that person, you know, so you can't let that go or you can't let that die down. Um, that's key. And, um, I would say also, you know, for you being your dad with your kids, I would say definitely the same thing. You know, when your kid wants to talk to you about something you might have absolutely no interest in, make sure you pay attention no matter what it is, whether it's something real regarding their schoolwork whether it's uh, they're talking about their favorite Xbox game and they just got to this level, you have no idea what they're talking about, <laughs> pay attention, you know, listen to what they have to say. Um, 
when they want to show you something, it's a new dance move or a new handshake they came up with, give that time. You know, give them that time and that attention. You see a lot of parents nowadays, you know, and I understand the kids will do it too. Kids are talking to them or kids are trying to talk to them. The parents are soaked into Facebook or their phones or texting or their computer. They're like, ah, uh-huh, yeah, oh, wow, yeah. You know, kids in the pool wants to show you how high they can jump. Get off your phone for a minute and be like, hey, that was awesome. Even if you're not that interested, you know, I mean, still give that time. Get yourself interested, you know, because that kid's going to one day be a lot older. They'll remember that. Not only that, they need that. That's It's part of bringing your kids up and helping them or, you know, really shaping them on what kind of parent they're going to be one day, you know. Don't live in the moment. Just think think of the future as well. Well, thank you. That's very inspirational, and really, that's a great advice. Anywhere they can, where they, um, can they can find you or anywhere they can reach out, they ever want to talk uh, reach out to you? Where can they find you? Sure, sure. Well, on Facebook, they can look up uh, The Boston Dad. YouTube, they can look up The Boston Dad. And if they're um, looking with respects for, you know, as far as doing a commercial or things like that, um, they can look up uh, www.thesilvascreen.com. So the Silver Screen dot com but so we're available under either the silver screen or the boston dad oh thank you thank you daryl for the um coming on today and i really appreciate it oh my pleasure thank you so much well that's all we have for this episode i want to thank you for joining me on the note sitting on the sideline dad podcast you can find all about daryl the silver the boston dad in the show notes over at no sitting on the sideline.com Feel free to comment. I need comment over there. Be positive. Help me improve the show because without your feedback, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Also, I can be reached at Joe at NoSittingOnTheSideline.com. And also, I'm very active on Twitter. So if you want to say hello, just say, hey, what's up? You can find me at NOSDadPodcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter. I can keep you updated what's going on, any guests or stuff like that, and promise you I won't spam you. Well, thank you much for your time. Have fun. Get involved with your children. Give them hugs. And how much you love them. Because you know what? That's important. Until next time, God bless. See ya.